Now, I am from the Philippines. Okay, and I visited Australia already for 10 times. So actually, this would be my 11th time, but online, okay? And I'm very excited. And I've been there, ministered there, 11th. Now, this is my 11th time. And I want to introduce my team, and that's Sherwin over there, and Rhoda. And Lila is out of town, but she'll be with us next week. Now, now a little background about myself and why we're doing this, all right? And why, because I don't want to waste anyone's time. I want you to uh, know that, uh, that this is a time worth, worth your while, okay? So a little background. Uh, the Lord sent me to seminary for three years, okay? And that was a masteral level. And that was a miracle in itself. And I'll tell you more about it later. Now, at that time, that seminary that was in nine, 1989, it was the best theological seminary in Asia. But when I graduated after the seminary, uh, when I graduated, the Lord told me, now you're about to enter the school of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for one participant. She's missing. Okay. I don't know what happened to Joe. Anyway, so that was very odd for me. You know, after graduating, and then he said, I'll, I'm gonna, you're gonna enter the school of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what that meant at that time. Okay, but after graduation, I was plunged immediately into missions. Okay, and when that happened, I had a very big challenge up in my sleeves. And the challenge was how to take what I have learned from seminary, which is master level, in English, in English, and somehow impart it to simple people who some of them did not graduate from high school, did not graduate from elementary, and I had to simplify everything I have learned to them. And that was very, very challenging. And now I know what it meant. I had to, I had to really depend on the Holy Spirit 100%. Because at that time, I had no more mentors. There were no more pastors. I had no more professors. I had no more friends, no peers, okay? Just out into the open field, no new people, okay? And so I had to depend. And because of that experience, the Lord <laughs> introduced the Holy Spirit to me. I have learned so much about his ways. I've learned so much about his will. I learned so much about the word of God. No. And, and the challenge now is now in this boot camp, I'm gonna impart somehow what I have learned from him to you. And, and what it means for our day, for this season that we are in. 
Okay. So uh, after that, no, uh, during during my mission trips and everything, and when I went back to my home, to my home city, it was then I um, experienced two revivals in our city. It was a citywide revival. I've experienced two city uh, two citywide revivals where you uh, get to be touched by God every night, every night, you know, and you get to see signs and wonders every night. And there were thousands of Christians gathering and uh, that took a very long time, no, very long time. There were churches were united. That was something else. It was an awesome sight, awesome sight, signs and wonders, churches united, people's lives being transformed and I was in the middle of it all you know? and after that you no know, those two revivals that I experienced uh, God led me to be able now to train to train other pastors other missionaries in the field you know? so with all those experiences hopefully by God's grace you know, I'll be able to impart everything you know, to you guys. So I really prayed. I really prayed who are the people who will be part of this. Okay. And I'm excited. Okay. I, I told June, Pastor June, that if only one person will come, I will still have this online boot camp. No? If, it was, if it was just Nigel, then Nigel all the way, okay? So, but now we're, it was more than Nigel. There's Carol here. And unfortunately, Joe, I don't know what's happening to Joe. Okay, now she's coming in. Okay, there she goes. Hi, Joe. Can you listen? Do you hear us now? All right, good. So we're just, I'm just in the introduction. All right, but this is recorded so you can go back to it, okay? So with all, with all these experiences, all this knowledge, all I want to do is just pass it on because it was given to me by grace. And by grace, I just want to pass it on to whomever who wants to listen. And now in this special season, I'm here once again to support and equip a sleeping giant. I believe the church is a sleeping giant in our day, the body of Christ. Hence, that's why the boot camp, okay? The boot camp is to awaken this sleeping giant that we have, to awaken all of us. And I believe we are about to enter into the brightest moment of the church in history. Okay, and I believe God is waking us up from our sleep, waking us up from our true calling in God as a body of Christ in the last days. These are exciting times. So if you're ready, maybe you can chat or uh, just say, you know, Rosan, I'm excited. I am on board for that. Okay, maybe you can chat and just reply so I can see. Okay, good, good, Carol. I see that. Nigel, Joe. Hey, John. Okay, great. Great. So 
we'll begin. No, now before we begin, okay, because this is a boot camp, and I'll explain, I explain more and more what that nature is, what the nature of the boot camp is. You've got to get ready with your Bible. Do you have your Bibles? Get ready with your notebook. Great. I see your hands. Get ready with your hearts. Okay. We're about to fly. All right. And like I said, like I said, if you have any question, if you have any question, just reserve it to the last part. All right. Last part of this boot camp. Okay. We will start. Romans, Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 12. And I will read Romans 13. I'm old school. I want to open my Bible and read it from the Bible. Romans 13. Okay. Verses 11 to 12. It says here, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake. It says here, it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. Okay? It says there, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. If you notice, whose responsibility it is to wake up? Okay, maybe you can put it on the chat box. One says me. Okay, I see that. Our job to wake up. Who? Our job. Our job. Oh, that's Louise. It's our job. Did you see that? It's our job. It's Tammy. That's right. It's Tammy. <laughs> Hi, Tammy. Oh, hi, Tammy. It's <laughs> nice to see you. Hi. So, hey, it's, so it's our job. Did you see that? It's our job. Why is it our responsibility to wake up? Okay. For one, okay, we've got to get this. For one, because we are the church. The church is the group of people that has been revived out of death. God brought us to life out of death. We are the church. Our spirits were dead. When we got born again, okay? When we got born again, our spirits got alive. We were brought to life. We've been revived, okay? And, and we are called by the New Testament, the new creation, and did you know, okay, did you know that the church, the new creation will be forever known, us, we will be forever known in eternity as the church. Wow. We're the only group of people in all of eternity that will be known as the church. The people who have been revived in their spirits, we've come alive. So, so in essence, you know, the scripture is saying, wake up because we are alive. All right? And we have, been, uh, we have been brought to life out of the curse. We have been brought of, out 
out of uh, sickness and disease. We have been brought to life out of, uh, out of death. We've been brought to life out of the Satan's power. Okay? And I'm just reminding ourselves. That's who we are. That's why God can say to us, wake up. All right? People, people are, wait, are waiting. You know, people are waiting. Lord, revive us. No? Lord, revive us. Wake us up. God is saying, you're revived. Wake up. Okay? I want you to see that, no? It's a different perspective, yes. all right? And, and the other reason why he's telling us to wake up and why it is our responsibility because the truth is, for the past several decades, God has been pouring out His Holy Spirit afresh on the body of Christ. By God's grace, He's been waking us up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, the point of the verse is, look at verse 12. Okay? It says there, Oh, verse 11, do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Can you imagine? This was written 2,000 years ago. If it was nearer then, the second coming of Christ is nearest now. Hey, church, he's soon coming. He's coming soon. Amen. Our Amen. Savior is coming for us. Hallelujah. Okay, it's nearest now. And we should be, you know, the, the group of people who's not downcast or depressed or sad. It says, therefore, now our salvation is nearer. I'm saying it's nearest. It's nearest. And verse 12, it's saying, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. It's now near. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Isn't that exciting? We are, the we are at the end of this age. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? God chose you. God chose me to be at the very end of this age. We are going, we're part of the generation that's going to close the age. Amen. Can you imagine? It's like, it's like, you know, the cloud of witnesses now, they're all cheering us on. It's like in the marathon race, we're about to finish it. Okay. And if you're about to finish something, you give all your energy, isn't it? Don't you give all your energy because we're about to end this age, all right? So, so it's exciting. These are exciting times. Now, when the pandemic hit, okay, when the pandemic hit, and I don't know what was happening, I was, you know, I was seeking the Lord, and I'm sure you were all seeking God. And I was seeking the Lord and I was asked and I was telling him, wait, Lord, you know, because everything was shutting down. And in my heart, I was crying. I said, wait, Lord, 
I haven't finished my calling. I don't know if you've prayed that. Okay. I don't know if you pray that. Is, does anyone here have prayed that? Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, Lord, don't let it not end yet. <laughs> I've not finished my race. I've not finished my calling. And you know, when I, when I got sick, when I got sick in 28, when did I get sick? In 2019, I got sick for, for one year for one year and I cried out to the Lord and I said to the Lord because I thought I, I thought I was going to heaven and I when I thought I was going to heaven I I, I really prayed I cried I said Lord give me another chance I want to finish my calling you know I want to so and he did and I after one year of five sicknesses and I don't know what kind of sicknesses that was Okay, now I'm well, I'm back. So, okay, and that's gonna happen to you, June. So, we need to wake up because we need to get ready for the second coming of Christ. He's coming for us. We need to wake up because we have a calling. You have a calling. You have a destiny, you have a purpose to finish, to accomplish. This is the last leg, all right? We're going to give it our all. You have a call of God. And whatever your ministry is, like Sky, Sky is in a transition right now. Whatever God has called you to do, whether that would be an engineer or a mother, or a grandmother, or a music teacher. I just want to tell you, your job is your calling. Your job is your calling. God's going to use it to reach out to this world, whatever your job is, okay? And I want us to know, as we draw nearer to the close of this age, into the next age god has a plan that he wants to accomplish in the church and through the church did you get that i want you to get that today tonight god has a plan he wants to accomplish in the church and through the church that he wants to accomplish in these last days before the coming of christ okay i'm saying that because i this is recorded no and i know this is going to be passed on because i'm saying that because some of our brethren are just waiting to be raptured okay they're waiting to be raptured and they're waiting because uh the world is really getting messed up and in trouble and people already know that we're we're kind of in the end okay but how we respond to it okay is very important how we respond are we just going to wait for the rapture or are we going to join god in his plans for the church and through the church. That's a big question for every Christian 
who is alive right now because God did not make a mistake. Whether you're a young Christian like Sky, okay, or a young person, you know, or you have been already long in the Lord, okay, like most of us here, okay, if you're still alive, that means your job is not finished yet. Amen? It's not yet. Okay? So, I just want to encourage you. That's what, you know, the enemy, I know that, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy us. God wants to lift us up, heal us, deliver us, equip us, anoint us. Why? There is a plan. Okay? There is a plan. You just focus on that. God has a plan for me, you know? So, uh, <clears throat> now, I want to go on. Um, I watched a video by James Gall. Do you know James Gall, a prophet in America? All right. And the video was Prophetic Perspective for the New Era. It's in Facebook. If you're interested in that, you just write it down. It's in Facebook. May 1, May 1, it's in, it's in his page. It's called the Prophetic Perspective for the New Era. And he was talking about Okay, and he was talking about the prophetic words he received through dreams, okay? Because he's, uh, he's a dreamer. And one particular dream, God reminded him. He had this dream 15 to 20 years ago. In that dream, God said to him, the gentle, the rude, the great awakening, okay? I'll repeat it again. The gentle, the rude, the great awakening. And this is what God said to him. The gentle, the rude, and the great awakening, these are now those times. Now we are in it. God was telling him 15 years later. Okay. The gentle, he said, the gentle awakening has been happening or the gentle has been all that we have experienced over the last 20 years. That's the gentle awakening. And now we are experiencing the rude awakening. It is, it's really a rude awakening, okay? And he did it through the pandemic, okay? The pandemic did not come from God, okay? It did not come from God. Uh, we know where it started. It didn't come from him. But he's using it for a rude awakening for the church. The church must begin now to seek him. There's no more time. Things will never be the same again. Because it's going to be, you know, at the, at the last leg. Okay? So, when I heard that, I said immediately in my heart, I said, amen to that. The word awaken means we are asleep, uh, James Gall said. And we are not in the condition that we, are ne that we need 
to be. So God is now using this, this virus to awaken his church so we can wake up to who we really are, to who we really are in Christ. During this pandemic, there must be a personal transformation happening all around, okay? So that when we get together, we'll be more stronger. It's a rude awakening. He's waking us up to who we really are and what we are capable of doing, okay? The answer to the world is the body of Christ, the church, the head, the head is Jesus Christ, and we are the body. And we are the answer along the head to the world right now. We are the answer, all right? Who agrees with me? Yes. Okay, it's not the governments of this world, all right? It's not, it's still the church. The church will wrap up this age, all right? Okay, we are the answer. We are the answer. So, and I want you to know, no, our title for this whole boot camp is From Revival. That's why I said From Revival, because we have been experiencing revival already. From Revival to the Great Awakening. You know, in the body of Christ, when you use the word revival, they, uh, revival and awakening are used interchangeably. Okay, they're used interchangeably. They're almost the same. But of course, it always starts with the church. It starts with the church. And when the church gets revived, amen. The church gets revived. It, it goes out into the world. That's what you call the great awakening. All right? When it goes out, into our society. Okay, somebody's coming in. All right. Hi, Lars. Hi, Angus. Welcome. Welcome to our boot camp. You're all muted right now. Okay, we're in the middle of the. Okay. But that's okay. This is recorded. All right. This is recorded. You can go back to the replay. Hi, Lars. Hi, Angus. We're happy that you're here. Okay. I'm Rosanne. All right. Hi. Okay. So we're saying, once again, no, we're saying the word revival and the word awakening, okay, the word revival and awakening are used interchangeably. But always revival starts in the church. And when the church gets on fire, that fire God uses to touch a lost and dying world. And that's his purpose for this end time. And I want to share with you, okay, two prophecies, okay, which is very re relevant to our day. And you'll get excited with this, okay? I'll just share it with you. Hold on, because this is my first time, okay? I'll see. Okay. I'll look for it. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I'll uh 
I'll read this first, okay? Can you all see it? Good, good, all right. Yep. Now, this is a prophecy. Can you imagine? This is a prophecy by Kenneth E. Hagen Sr. Do you know him? Thumbs up there. Does anyone know? Okay. He's now in, okay. He's now, he's, he's now in heaven. This was prophesied back in 1980. And you'll be surprised. This is so relevant today. And I'll just read it. The end of the age is coming upon this generation. Hallelujah. The powers of darkness, the forces of evil are rampant as never before. They will be increased in intensity and velocity. Aren't we seeing that today? Yeah. Yep. And even many Christians will see and look upon these things and say, Oh, there is no use. <laughs> Throw up in their hands in futility and say, well, I guess it's all over. We'll just have to hold on, pray for Jesus to come shortly, because the devil is about to take over everything. Hmm. And, it, and isn't that the viewpoint of our of other brethren? No. But look what the Lord says. Look at what the Lord says. But thus saith the Lord, in this day, look at this. I am searching the body of Christ. God is looking to enlist soldiers. Did you see that? Mm. I'll raise up a new band. Hallelujah. I'll raise up a new army who will know how to pray against the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. And the light Hallelujah. will dispel the darkness and the truth will set men free. And prayer will break the bonds that bind men's minds and spirits and bodies. Hallelujah to the glory of God. Isn't that exciting? That's going to happen. It is already happening. Yea, it says here, there are those who will learn to take their place hurriedly. It's going to be a quick work, okay? There, we're going to, uh, there are those who will learn to take their place hurriedly. It must be hurriedly. It must be, it must be quickly. It must be that they learn. Okay? We have to learn. It says here how to pray against the powers of darkness. So quickly it must be that they learn, that they enter in to stand against the forces of darkness and evil that will try and come against the land, against the church, against the home that would try and disrupt and destroy all that is good and all that God has endorsed. And in this boot camp, we will learn how to pray. We will learn our authority, all right? If you want, because God is looking to enlist soldiers. And I hope and I pray that those who will come to this boot camp are those who are hearing the voice of God, okay? That they will be enlisted as soldiers, as the end time army of God. And, and I'm believing that you guys no, who are here right now. So mm -hmm. look at here now. But the hand of the Lord is upon those who will listen. And at the urge of God in the spirit, to those who are attentive, they will pray. The spirit of God will pray, will help you to pray. Do not try to do it yourself. So there must be labor on your part, yet at the same time, rest in him that's so important 
Nothing done in the flesh. Amen? All done in the Spirit of God. All done by the grace of God. Look at this. Let the Spirit flow through you like a river, like a mighty wave. Let it flow through you. Give vent to those innermost groanings. Let them escape your lips. Take the time to get alone and wait. Sometimes not even saying anything. But on the inside of you, there is an agonizing. There is a flowing out of your spirit by the Holy Spirit to the great spirit, the father of spirits. And thou shalt be sustained. Praise God. Thou shalt be kept and thy family. Wow, look at these promises. And thy home will be sure and stand fast. And thy children shall grow up strong and stalwart in the Lord. And they shall have no fear. The end time army of God knows no fear hallelujah and they will be strong and they will defeat the enemy so are you willing to enlist now amen hallelujah okay i'm going to show you another one there are two two prophecies i'm going to show all of these prophecies uh i can send them to you but all of this I got from Billy Brim Ministries, okay, in her website. Now, this is another one. Okay, it's called the Long, Long, Mount, Long Mount Prophecy. It was also given by Kenneth Hagen on October 1, 1974. Okay, 1974. And yet, it is also relevant to our time, okay? It's going to happen to our time. Now, before I read it, there is a background to this. There was a prophecy being circulated that time in the 1970s that was scaring the body of Christ, okay? It was a prophecy about New York getting burned and everything, and people were getting scared. And there was a prophecy about uh, that, that Christians will go through it. And then this was uh, the prophecy answer to that, okay? says here, no, the time of the end, this is 1974, is not yet. No, America is not doomed. I heard him say, no, judgment will not fall as yet. Some have been, have seen some things in the spirit and did not know how to interpret it. So did you know that prophecies have to be interpreted correctly as well? Okay. So... I didn't say it was going to happen now. In the spirit, you see things in the distance and even in another age. So when the church age is over, judgment will fall. Okay, I want you to look at that. It's when we are raptured. After we are raptured, judgment will fall on the earth. Okay, but judgment will not fall upon the church for all, the only judgment the church will face is the judgment seat of Christ. That's in heaven. They'll not face the judgment of tribulation. Okay, I have to also emphasize that because I'm seeing prophecies now and even 
uh, in Facebook about warning Christians that we're going to go through the tribulation. Okay? And that's not in the Bible. We're not going to face the judgment of tribulation. We're not going to face the judgment of the enemy or the judgment of God. Why? For they are protected by God. There is no more and there is more to happen yet. Okay, this is what's important to us now. Okay, look at this. There is more to happen yet. There's missionary work to be done. Even the renewal that you call charismatic. This was in the 60s and 70s. And the move of the spirit in these last days, you have only seen a little. Okay, look at this. Now look at this. This portion has not happened yet. Okay, I will read this. And there shall be those that stand before the leaders of this nation. He was talking about in America. And work miracles. And it shall be even so as it was with Philip. After that, he had baptized the eunuch that he was caught away and found in another city. And so one shall be in this city. Okay. He's talking about translations, okay? It's already happening, but this is different. Look at this. Again, and so one shall be in this city, and television cameras shall be trained upon him. The reporters will say, he's here in Dallas, Texas, and as fast as you can snap your finger, a television camera in Los Angeles, and there, here, and there he is. Some will say, how did he do that? Can you imagine? The world will see the translation. Some will say, how did he do that? It shall be the Spirit of God that shall catch him away. And these signs and wonders shall become more prevalent. This is our time. This is our time, church. The signs and wonders shall become more prevalent. Signs and wonders have come here and come there, but they shall become more prevalent and more prevalent in these last days. And we are in the end of the last days, my friends. Okay? And there's a prophecy about their president. I will not read it anymore. Okay, but you can go to Billy Brim's ministry. I'll not read that. But what is important for us is this one. He was talking about the U.S. president. There's, there's going to be a U.S. president. And look at here. Because of this U.S. president who have a heart for God, says this, the work of God shall be consummated. Amen? The work of God shall be consummated that must be consummated in other nations before I come. So that includes us right now, okay? Now look at this. This is what's exciting. I heard him say, because you see, the enemy shall not gainsay the work of the Lord. And like a trumpet sounding across the valley, I heard his voice so strong and clear. And he said, I am not coming for a church, the body of Christ, that is weak, emaciated, sickly and underground amen right now we're all hiding in our houses <laughs> some of us no in the philippines not in not in australia but look at this he's not coming for a church that is underground 
I am coming for the spiritual giant that's alive and living and working the works of God. See that? Okay, that's exciting. We're part of that. Amen? Is that an amen there? You can write it in the chat box. You say amen. Okay. Amen. So be not fearful, nor cast thy glance around about and become a scan. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but look ye up unto him, for he is the head of the church. And through the head, and through the church, the head will manifest himself. Did you see that? Jesus will manifest himself in the last days through the body of Christ. The body that is revived, the body that is awakened. Amen? It says here, and men are the hands of the Lord, and the hands are in the body. And he shall stretch forth his hands to heal the sick. As here. And this and signs and wonders shall be wrought in the name of the holy child Jesus. Isn't that exciting? Now, uh, anyway, it goes further. It says there's going to be further, now in the time, in our time, there's going to be further revelation on the area of physical healing. We need that because what hit the world right now is sickness. And what's hitting most, and what's hitting also a portion of the body of Christ, even leaders, I was hit by it, is also sickness. And it says here, two things shall shortly be made manifest unto the real people of God. One is further light and teaching and revelation in the area and realm of healing, physical healing, divine healing. And we'll, we're going to do that, I believe, in this boot camp, okay? Revelations on healing. That will be the key, says here. That will be the key that will unlock the chain that has bound so many and they'll never more be the same. And there will be another revelation. This one, revelation on the miraculous. Okay, so I'll go out of here. Amen. Did you enjoy that? Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay. Praise God. Exciting. It's referring to this generation right now. Those prophecies. Okay. Now, we've got to understand, in order for us to be part of that, we've really got to understand the plan of God at the end of the last days. Okay. And I'm just going to show you verses. Okay. Ephesians 5. 25 to 27. This is the plan of God in these last days. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. Just write it down, write down everything the Holy Spirit is saying to you, all the verses. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. Okay, it says here, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. And now he's going to talk about the church, verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Verse 27. Why? 
and he's and he's doing this right now why that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish did you hear that church before the second coming of christ there is going to be a glorious church <laughs> hallelujah a glorious church okay and that's what the prophecy said remember i am not coming for a church the body of christ that is weak emaciated sickly and underground i'm coming for the spiritual giant that's alive and living working the works of god a glorious church a church that's filled with the glory of god a, a church that is awakened to the presence of god awakened to the destiny that he that she he, uh, that he or she has in the lord you no know, filled with the anointing of god so that's going to happen before the rapture the church wow that's really a miracle huh the church will be a glorious bride filled with the glory of God. Okay? And say to yourself, I'm part of that church. That's me. Ephesians 5 is talking about me. Amen? Ephesians 5 is talking about us. All right? We're not going to be, we're not going, going to hide. We're not going to be weak. We're not going to be sick. Amen. Not anymore. We're going to be filled with the anointing of God. And God's going to use us for signs and wonders to help a dying and a lost world. Amen. No matter how violent they are right now. Okay. No matter how oppressive they are right now. The answer is still the glorious bride of Christ. Amen. That's the answer. Because God is going to live, God's going to leave a witness. Because after we are raptured is the tribulation. Can you imagine? After we are raptured, the Antichrist will now appear. Can you imagine? There has to be a witness. And we are that witnesses. Okay? We are that witnesses. God's going to shine through us. God's going to shine through you. Okay. That's so important. Okay? Now, if you're... Okay. Uh, can I make a suggestion? Somebody... Can you... You can put your laptop... Uh, <clears throat> because I know this is hard, no? In uh, internet, you can put your iPhones, laptop uh, in front of you so you won't get uh, neck How do you here. Okay, just a suggestion. Okay. All right. So that's one thing. That's why I know, I know we're not yet in the tribulation because there's no glorious bride yet. Okay. <laughs> all right. The glorious bride will come first. All right. <laughs> Before the rapture. The second thing that will come, okay, this, these are the only two things that we're going to look for in our time, okay? James 5, 7 and 8. 
James 5, 7, and 8. Now you can share this to your churches, share this to your friends, share this to the body of Christ. The more, the more of us know it, the more it will come to pass, okay? James, where's James? Okay, James. I'm looking for James. James, James. Okay. James 5, 7, and 8. James 5, 7, and 8 says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. It's talking about the second coming of Christ again, okay? See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. That's very important. I'll explain. Verse 8, you also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. In another version, the coming of the Lord is very near. And like I said, if it was very near 2,000 years ago, it's much more nearer now, okay? It's at the doorstep already, okay? It's sooner than we all think. It's sooner than we all think. Okay, just uh, I think two months ago, my nephew was asking, will I grow old? I said, I don't know, okay? <laughs> because, you know, I don't know. I don't know when Jesus is coming. But the signs are here. He's coming soon, okay? So we better get ready, whether you're old or young or, or a teenager or elementary. So I want you to notice this. The farmer there is talking about God because in the Gospels it says God is the farmer, okay? In the Gospels it's also said the field is the earth or the world and the earth it says there is going to have a precious fruit of the earth it's going to have a crop those are the harvest of souls okay so before that happened that great harvest there's going to be a great outpouring of the spirit a great harvest it says there the earth here right now, we'll get the early and rat latter rain together. I want you to remember that. It will get the early and latter rain together. Rain speaks of the Holy Spirit. It speaks of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And the early rain, okay, in the natural early rain in the natural is when they planted the crop. The latter rain is before the crop is harvested. So, historically, historically in the church, the early rain is what happened in Acts 2. The outpouring, the first time the Spirit of God was poured out upon the church in Acts 2. That's the early rain. Okay? That's the early rain. Now, maybe I'll just read it. Just three verses. Okay, just three verses. This is the early rain. Okay. Acts 2, 1. 
when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, verse 4, and they were all filled, all of them filled, those who were hungry. All of them filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And when Spirit, and you know this, and when Peter began to speak, he said in verse 17, he quoted the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days. That's our time. And I'll talk about the last days next time. It's very exciting. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So the er, that was the early rain. Guess the latter rain. Can you put it in the chat box? Can you guess the latter rain? Anyone? Uh, maybe I can. June was, uh, okay. Wait. Latter rain, the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know when that happened? Did you know that it already happened? In Pentecost. Pentecost. Good. No. Pentecost is early rain. Pentecost yeah, is yeah. early rain. Acts 2. The latter rain it's talking about is the Azusa Street. Remember Azusa Street? Yeah. It's the Azusa Street. Okay. Yeah, I thought it's it was. Holy Spirit was once again poured out and we had out of that came the denomination, the Pentecostal movement, the cars, out of that. Yeah. Okay. The vineyard movement. All right. And we're all the children of that. Okay. That's the latter rain. Okay. Yeah. The Pentecostal revival, they said. Now, yeah. I have good news for you. And this is what's relevant to us today. There's going to be combined an early and latter rain together for the last generation. Okay, there's going to be, <laughs> I'm getting excited, the early rain and the latter rain together. Okay, that means what happens in the book of Acts and what happened in the Azusa Street will be combined all together to have this one great last revival that the earth will ever see. And you know who's going to experience that? The generation of the, that will usher in the coming of the Lord. And I believe we are that generation. We are that generation. Amen. We're looking forward to that great awakening before the coming of Christ. Okay? This should be our focus. And this is what the boot camp is all about. Okay? So tell your friends. They can still come on and join, all right? The Lord told me, in fact, in a dream... The Lord told me we're going to first have 10 sessions. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is going yeah. to run for 10 sessions. After that, I don't know. Depends on the Lord again. So you can <laughs> invite your friends. All right? You can invite your friends. Yeah. And we're going to have recording. This is what we're going to get ready. We're going to get ready for the last great move of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Yeah. We're going 
We're gonna enlist. We're gonna enlist. Amen. As the end time army of God. Are you ready? We're gonna get ready to be the bride that God wants us to be. Before he comes again. Okay? Now, are you still up for it? Yeah. Amen. There's one who's not muted. This guy's here. <laughs> okay. At least I can hear. Okay, good. Okay, are you ready? Now I'm going to explain more. Now, do you need to go to the bathroom? You want to rest for a while? Okay, you need two minutes of uh, break. You need that? No. No? Are we, are we going? Okay, we're going. Okay, some is going. You can, okay? I'm going to give you a break. Break, get your coffee, whatever. Get your coffee, get your juice. Okay. There's going to be more revelations. That's just my introduction, guys. So get yourself ready. No? Exercise yourself. Okay. Are you okay there, Okay, two minutes. Two minutes break time. Yeah. Are you okay there? Are you okay there, Sky? Okay. Okay, maybe I can unmute. Now where can I find that? You're still muted. Okay. Hi Lars. Lars, can you unmute yourself? Maybe you can while we're waiting. Um, mom's phone's closed at the moment, but it's me. <laughs> okay, just get whatever you need, all right? Yeah. Rosanne? Yes. Rosanne, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Um, Angus, who came in late, um, is new to Geelong and he's doing some incredible work around Karaya, so you might want to ask him just to introduce himself a little. Sure. Thanks. Oh, cool. Thanks, well, June. Thanks, June. <laughs> okay, before, before, uh, before Angus, maybe we can ask Lars. Can you introduce yourself, Lars, your name? Where, where are you staying and what are you doing right now? Oh, okay. Um, um, this is Tammy Lois' daughter. <laughs> okay. Oh, Tammy first. Okay, Tammy. Okay, wait. Tammy, okay. Tammy, can you introduce yourself? Okay, Tammy. Hi, I'm Tammy Lois's daughter. Um, we live in Carrio and I've been sort of a dormant Christian for a while and been thinking lately about the fact that I really have to reignite what I used to do and I think God might have showed me where it is. Uh-huh. Mum's just pottering around and she's really excited about um, what's happening with the revival and things and she said you were one of the people who helped pray me down from Queensland a couple of years back. Yes, Tammy. Yeah, we know your name. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, we're very glad you're here, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, okay. she come down and yeah. just introduce yourself. Oh, she, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I think most of us know us. Uh. Okay. Is there any more going to join us? I thought 
Yeah, this is Lars. Maybe <laughs> Lars will now introduce uh, herself. Lars? Oh, Hello. Hello. Hi there. Um, yeah, I can't see. Yeah, uh, I'm Larissa, um, but I use Louise in Australia. <laughs> um, yeah, what else do I say? Oh, um, so what? I'm here supposedly. Um, I'm gonna apply for mining job, but so far, um, I still haven't gotten one. I'm. Currently, Bakham Hills in Sydney, and uh, as of the moment, I'm create. I'm starting a creative ministry platform online, and um, I'm partnering with some friends of mine to uh, to hold different classes like prophetic dance, prophetic art, um, singing, acting, business. Um, I'm already in talks right now with people from uh, Heaven and Business in. Bethel Church so that we can launch that one and we want to engage uh, secular people to come in and, and we're planning after every session we're gonna minister to them so yeah That's, that sounds great Lars that sounds great and we're happy <laughs> that you're with us okay welcome welcome to the bootcamp maybe Angus first time I met you and maybe you can just introduce yourself and where you come from and what you do. Hello, can you hear me okay? Yes. Hello everyone. Um, I'm a friend of June and John and Nigel and Lois from Geelong here in Victoria in Australia. And um, I have an evangelistic kind of outreach here in a poor part of town um, with my wife. Uh, we engage a lot of the young people in our area through yeah. tree planting in the park. And, um, Back to your places. And uh, we have pizza nights and try to teach them about Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I'm involved in the local Bethel Christian Fellowship. And um, I'm actually preaching on Sunday, so I'm all very excited about wow, that. Wow, wow. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. We're, we're very happy that you're with us. Yeah, Thanks. that sounds very exciting, your ministry. So, with tree planting. Not as, not as exciting as Larissa, but pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so are you all ready now? We'll go ahead and then I will yeah. mute you again, okay? I'll mute you all, but you can... Write something in the chat box if you need anything or if you want to comment. Okay, I'll mute you now. Okay. All right. Okay, so we'll go on. Now I want you to go to Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. We're going to have revelations tonight. Okay, Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. Okay, I will read. Wisdom is the principal thing. You need to underline that. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. And this is what wisdom will do for you when you get it. Exalt wisdom. And wisdom will promote you. Who wants promotion? <laughs> wisdom will do that for you. Okay, that's exciting. 
Wisdom will bring, uh, it says here, wisdom will bring you honor when you embrace wisdom. Wisdom will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Fantastic. Look what wisdom can give to us. In the end, a crown of glory. Amen. So it's the principal thing. In fact, no, in fact, when things go wrong, situations get bad, and you need an answer, what you need is wisdom, right? You need how to know what how to respond to things that are happening in your life. And wisdom is the key. That's why in the Amplified, it's called, it, it's preeminent. In the, the Passion Translation, it says, the most valuable commodity that you can ever have. More valuable than gold or silver. More valuable than anything in our lives. Wisdom. So, it's talking to us to get it. Did you see that? Get it. Who's, who's supposed to get it? Us. Okay? Now, That means when you get it, it's, it means more than a casual reading of the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the wisdom of God. Okay? It involves more than a casual reading. That means you've got to feed. Okay? That's the word. You've got to feed on the Word day and night. <laughs> Why? Because you've got to reprogram your mind. Okay? Now, you will ask me, is that possible day and night? Well, it's not easy, but it's doable. Okay? It's doable. I'll show you an example. I was a music major in college. I bet you did not know that, Joe. I was a music major in college. And as a music major... I had to practice the piano for four hours every day. And Olympic athletes, I heard, have to practice six to eight hours a day. Can you imagine? Why? Because they all do it because they're all committed to a goal. Right? They're all committed to a goal. Well, God has a goal for our lives. He has a goal, okay? He's raising up an end-time army, all right? And uh, he's raising up believers who are awakened to their destiny. So how does he prepare his army? Okay, that's the question. How does he prepare for his army? And you can see that in the most famous verse, and I'm sure everybody knows it and maybe has memorized it, but I will uh, give you a revelation on that. Joshua 1.8. Okay. How does God prepare his army? Because when he prepared his army at the time of Moses, okay, at the time of Joshua, there was a literal army who was supposed to conquer 
the promised land with giants on the land, all right? And it's like our day. We have giants on the land, right? We have giants on the land. And we must be like that army. Now, look at the strategy God gave the army. This is God's strategy. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will not, okay, he will not change his strategy. There's only one strategy, and it says here, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do it according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Can you imagine? This is what he's saying to the army who had weapons, real weapons on their hands. Okay? And he was saying to the army, if you want to conquer your promised land, there's one thing to do, only one thing. You got to meditate on the word of God. You've got to meditate. Okay? And I will tie these two things together. It says here, okay, it shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Whatever you think about most of the time, it will eventually get rooted in your heart. Isn't that true? Whatever you think about most of the time. In fact, you are meditating all the time. All right? We're always meditating. <laughs> because, you know, I've heard Christians say, that's very hard. That's very hard. No, it's not very hard. We are all meditating. It's just a matter of what are we meditating on? Okay? So, okay, Whatever you think most of the time will eventually get out, uh, will eventually get rooted in the heart. And Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, this is important. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? So what is in your heart in abundance will eventually come out of your mouth. All right. Okay. Wait a while. It's my doggy dog dog. Okay. So, so it's good once in a while to check yourself. Okay. What is coming out of my mouth? What is coming out of my mouth when I read Facebook? When I Look at the post in Facebook. What is coming out of my mouth when I hear the news? What is coming out of my mouth when I have pain in my body? What is coming out of my mouth when I have a trial? Sometimes it's good if we check ourselves because we will know what's really in our hearts. Okay? Now, I want to remind all of us, okay? When God gave this command to Israel's army, this is the army headed by Joshua and Caleb who actually 
fulfilled the prophetic word of God. The first generation did not fulfill the word of God. This is the, gen the only generation, 40 years, was it 40 years? Yeah, 40 years later, who actually fulfilled the word of God. They are the generation who received the promises of God. And I'm believing we are that generation. They are our best example as the church of what an end time army is. Okay. And I'm and are we going to be the generation that would fulfill the prophecies of God? It's time to ask that. Are we going to be that generation that will fulfill it? Okay. And in order to be that generation, we need to be a generation of action. Okay. We need to be a generation who are not, who are not just waiting for another prophetic word. <laughs> we have so many prophecies already. Okay, we need a generation who's ready to enlist in the army of God, who's actually going to do the prophecies. Amen. A generation who would do it, who's not just waiting for more. Amen. A unique generation, a generation who are disciplined, committed, dedicated, compassionate, fearless to go out in the world. And you know, that's only possible right now through one strategy and one strategy alone. And what is that? Meditation of the word of God day and night. And you have to ask yourself, am I ready for that? Okay. This is not only for our survival. I have to tell you, this is how God's going to raise us up. This is how it's going to raise us up to be that glorious bride. So meditation, you meditate until you hear the word of God speak to you from the inside. Amen. That's not anymore from the outside. You meditate until when you're, uh, faced with a situation and you hear the Spirit of God reminding you what the Word of God says. That kind of meditation. Amen. That kind. That kind of focus. Amen. And the best example of this, of course, is the head of the church. Okay. And I'll show you a revelation. <laughs> My dog is always saying amen. Okay? So, the best example is Jesus. You'll find the story. Just write it down. We won't read it, everything. You'll find the story in Luke 4, 1 to 13. The temptation in the wilderness. Everybody knows this. Okay? Everybody knows this. But I will just read verses 1 and 2, okay, which is very important. Verses 1 and 2. Jesus, full of the power of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River 
and was led around in the desert by the Spirit. There he was put to, through an ordeal, or in your Bible, tempted by slanderer, liar, or the devil for 40 days. Okay, I want you to picture this. On one hand, he was being led, verse 1, he was being led by the Spirit for 40 days. Okay. On the other hand, he was being tempted by the devil for 40 days. Can you imagine? My, that was a spiritual battle. Don't you agree? What a spiritual battle. Okay. Being led by the Spirit. At the same time, being attacked by the devil. Okay. And that was, you know, and that was happening. And that's a one-on-one -on -one battle. It was a head-on collision between light and darkness, between God, the Son, and the devil. And I won't read everything, but I want to ask you a question. What weapon did Jesus use to defeat the enemy? What weapon? Remember? Okay. He only used one weapon. The written word of God. Because at the end of the test, because the Bible did not say the other tests, we only have, we only have recorded three temptations. But he was being tempted for 40 days. Can you imagine? And at the end of the 40 days, we have a glimpse, just a glimpse of what was happening. And every time he was tempted by the devil, Jesus, the Son of God, will say he will battle him. It is written. It is written. I want you to notice, he did not prophesy. Amen. He did not use any gift. He used the mighty weapon of the word of God. He used the sword of the spirit according to Ephesians 6. He used the sword of the spirit to win against the devil. Amen? No other gift. He did not use any gift but the word of God. It is written and he won. He won. And that's what happened to Joshua and his army. They won. They meditated on the word of God. Okay? And we should be like Jesus. We should use the most powerful weapon that Jesus used. When light clashes with darkness, there is only one weapon left, which is the sword of the spirit. And that is the word of God. The word of God. Is the one that created everything according to Hebrews and Genesis and John. It's, it's not the only one that created everything. It's the one that sustains everything according to Hebrews 1.3. Can you imagine? It sustains everything. And the word of God now, this one that has many versions right now, okay, the bestseller of all time, this one is as powerful today 
as it was first said in creation and all the times it was first said. The power has not been lost. The power has not been lost. Do you get me? This is the missing link. Amen? Why do you, why do you think we have so many versions for the end time church? Why do you think it's easy to get a Bible right now? There's no other reason because this is how we're going to win. Amen? You see the world outside? You see them? This is what they need. And the enemies that have bound them, they need to be faced and to be once again be told it is written. It is written. And the people and the Christians who will say that are the Christians who have meditated on the word. Amen? Because you've got to say it in faith. You've got to say it out of your heart. See, when you've meditated and think about it all the time, it's going to go down in your heart. It's, what's going, it's what you're going to believe in. And once you, get, once you speak it out of your mouth, that's when things happen. That's when things happen. It's, it, okay? And this is my revelation, okay, when I was reading this. No? Further revelation. What do you think Jesus was doing all that time besides praying Okay, besides praying and seeking the Lord for 40 days. He was being led by the Spirit for the days. What do you think he was doing? No. I'll tell you what. And this is what the Spirit of God whispered to me. Jesus was meditating on the Word. Jesus was meditating on the Word. In that 40 days, as he was listening to the Spirit of God, he was meditating on the Word. How do we know that? How do we know that that is true? Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When his body was so weak, can you imagine? When his body was so weak and he was hungry, he did not say, ouch, oh, poor me. This is a hard battle. What did he say? It is written. Amen? Are you still there? Amen? He was so full, not only of the Spirit of God, I want to say he was full of the Word of God. Okay, Jesus, we should be like Jesus. That, was, that, that is why he was so powerful. The reason why he was so powerful, he did not only move in the power of the Spirit, he moved in the power of the Word of God. I want you to get that. I want you to write it down because that's our Jesus. And that's how he wants you to be in these last days. He moved in the power of the spirit and he moved in the power of the word of God. It cannot just be one. It has to be combined. If you want the end time powers of God in this last generation, it has to be both 
powers. Amen? Power of the word and power of the spirit. And I will show you an interesting prophecy. Can you? Are you still with me? I'll just show you an interesting prophecy. Okay. Where is it? Oops. What happened to Zoom? Mm-hmm. Oops. Zoom, what are you doing? Okay, I need to... Stop the... Yeah, stop the share. And try it again. Okay, try it again. Zoom. Cooperate. There. Okay. I will show you. Wait. Uh huh. Wait a while. It's not. Uh huh. Hey, come on. Okay, this is it. Now I have to enlarge it. Oh, yeah, I have to enlarge it. Okay, wait, again. Sorry, guys, it's my first time. Okay. I have to enlarge it again. One more time. Mm -hmm. Doesn't enlarge anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Go to Zoom and where it says 100, make it say 125. Yeah. Where you got. Um... <gasps> wow. It's a no, sideshow. No. Wait. Wait a while. If you have a. When oh, it, oh now I know. Because it's saying my internet connection is unstable. That's why. I uh, see. I see. It's not doing its proper. Okay, anyway, I'll just read it. Okay, here. This is exciting. Can you see it? Even though it's there? Can you see it, everyone? No. Okay. The connection is no? playing up here now, too. Oh. Okay, I will read it. Oh, hang on. Now it's saying that you have started screen sharing. Yeah. And it's trying to load up. Can you now see oh, it? There you go. Yeah. June, do you see it? Come up now. Okay, I will just read it. Yeah, can, can you hear you me? Read that. Okay, I'll just yeah. read it. This is what he yeah. said. Smith Wigglesworth in 1947. Okay, he prophesied about the Great Revival. This is what he said. During the few, next few decades, there will be two distinct moves of the Spirit across the church in Great, Great Britain. Okay, I will not anymore read that. Now, I'll read the second move. The second move of the Spirit will result in people leaving historic churches and planting new churches. The inspiration of each of these moves, the people who are involved will say, this is the Great Revival. This is before, okay? But the Lord says, no, neither is this the great revival, but both are steps towards it. Now I'm going to read this. When the new church phase is on the way, there will be evidence in the churches, something that has not been seen before. 
And this is what I want to emphasize. A coming together of those with an emphasis on the word and those with an emphasis on the spirit. When the word and the spirit come together, there will be the biggest movement of the Holy Spirit that the nation and indeed the world has ever seen. It will mark the beginning of a revival that will eclipse anything that has been witnessed within these shores, even the Wesleyan and the Welsh revivals of former years. Amen. This is what he said, no? Okay. Okay. Did you see that? There's going to be a revival when the combination, okay, of the power of the Spirit and the power of the Word coming together. We need both. Amen. We need both. It's yeah. time. It's time not only looking for the gifts of the Spirit, it's time to be, to know the Word of God together. Together, okay? Now, Look at Isaiah 55, 11. Okay, Isaiah 55, 11 says, this is about the word of God. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, I will paraphrase it or rephrase. I will uh, rephrase it. Instead of saying it, I will replace it with the word of God. Okay? So I'll read it again. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. The word shall not return to me void. But the word shall accomplish what I please. And the word shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, did you hear that? It's the word of God that does the work of God. What was the scripture there? Isaiah 55, 11. It's the, it's the word of God that does the work of God. It is the one that has creative power. It is still as powerful today as it was said, as it was said the first day it was said. It will work for any Christian or anyone who will put it to work. Okay, did you hear me? Yeah. It will work for any Christian who will put it to work. Huh? It says there, so shall my word be that, go, that it will not return to me void. Who does the returning? Who does the returning? Did you see that? God does it. We do the returning through our mouth. Remember Joshua 1.8? This book of the law shall not depart um, from your um, mouth. Yeah. From your um. mouth. So we return the word of God to God. You yeah. put God's word to work when you speak it out in faith. Yes, you need, yes, you need to meditate. 
you know, I have to be clear here. Yes, you need to read it. Yes, you need to hear it. Yes, you need to uh, read it. But it's only, but the power of that word is only released through your mouth by faith. Did you get that? Yes. Through your mouth by faith. It's when, it's like Jesus saying, it is written. Amen? It is written. Amen. So, this doesn't happen overnight. No. It takes meditation. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to do, okay? That's what we're going mm -hmm. to do until we have reprogrammed our thoughts. Until Amen. our focus is on the word of God and nothing else. Not on the word, not on the circumstances of life, not what's happening right now around us. That's not our focus. No, we're not escaping because we're gonna be sent out to that world. Okay. We're not going to escape. But we're going, we're, we have a job to do. We've got to meditate. We have to easily change our thoughts with God's thoughts. God said in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's why we, ne we need to change our thoughts with God's thoughts. Amen? We need Amen. to do that. We need to focus on Amen. the word. And that's so important because the battle is in your mind right now. Okay, don't look outside. It's right there in your mind. Okay? Because uh, when you change your mind, everything changes. Why? Everything starts with a thought. Then it affects your feelings. Then it affects your body. Then it will affect your situation. Okay? That's the process. It's it has always been that process. Everything starts with a thought. Amen? So, remember this, my beloved brethren. You cannot win anything in life until you win the battle in your mind. Okay? Mm -hmm. You want to be a soldier? Mm -hmm. If you want to be soldier, yes. you've got to discipline this one, okay? You yes. cannot win anything in life until you win the battle in your mind. Replace your thoughts with God's thoughts, amen? And yes. it will come down in your mind, heart, and when it's there in abundance, once you speak, things will start to change. And that's what we want, right? That's what we want. That when we speak, things begin to change. Amen? Yeah. And it all starts with meditation. Why do you think, why do you think there is so much fake news? Why do you think? Why do you think the enemy is using media right now? And yet we are in social media, okay? He's using media right now to portray himself as one who is one who is very strong right now. 
And I know, I know some Christians are afraid. Some Christians are afraid of dying. Some Christians are afraid of getting sick. Some Christians are, are afraid of uh, losing their jobs. Why is he doing that? He's out to get the minds of people. Because once you believe a lie for a long time, it becomes your truth. It becomes your truth. We've got to have Jesus' truth above all else. And you can have that truth in the Word of God. The Word of God lasts forever. Amen? It is forever settled in heaven. No one can change that. Amen? You can rely on that. So if you put that in your thoughts, put that in your heart, whatever your situation is, you got to have a word that is an answer to your situation. Amen? You've got to have a word, a firm word, not just a prophetic word, okay? But a written word. Written word and prophetic word calls together. Amen? It goes together. So, that's so important. Focus on the word. We're almost there. Focus on the word of God. Focus, 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 focus. If you're writing down on big, bold letters, focus, focus, focus. Uh, if you want to be a soldier, you're going to train now. Train your whole being, spirit, soul, and body. Focus on the word of God. What does the word say about you? You know, in Numbers 13, okay, we're almost finished, I think. <laughs> it's me again. We're almost, can you still make it? Okay, are you still with me? Hi, <laughs> right. Numbers, Numbers 13, I'll just say this. No? I think this is so important. Maybe you're, some of you uh, will benefit from this. Numbers 13:33. This is the first generation he, who did not conquer the land. And this is why he did, they did not conquer. One verse, it says there, verse 33. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? What defeated the first generation? What defeated them? They said they had a wrong perspective of themselves. The key of their failure was, is found in this verse. They saw themselves so small compared to the giants. In their own sight, their own sight defeated them. What they thought about themselves defeated them. Amen? It's not what people are going to say about you or think about you that matters the most. It's what you are thinking about yourself what do you think about yourself okay no matter 
how many the words of God is or how many prophetic words you receive. But if you do not renew your mind to it, you will still be defeated. Amen? But we are meant to win. That's why we have the word. Amen? We are meant to win over sickness and disease. We're, we're meant to win over COVID or any other sickness. We're meant to win any other, any kind of sin because Jesus paid them all. We're meant to win any kind of poverty. We're supposed to win. Mm -hmm. Amen? Are the soldiers here? <laughs> Are you still with me, soldiers? Yeah. We're supposed to be the winners. Okay? And we're going to win if we renew our minds with the word of God. How do you see yourself? How do you see your family? How, amen? Most of the time, we're defeated in our families because of how we see our families. Okay? That's important. How do you see your family? How do you see the church? How do you see your nation? Ah, nah. So many opinions, right? You hear mm -hmm. left and right about the nations, right? Now, end time army of God. What we will believe is what God says about us, about the church, and about the nations. We are the answer to the nations. And if we think so low of other people, we cannot minister to them. We cannot. Amen? We cannot. We've got to see everything now from God's perspective. That's what meditation can do. That's what meditation can do. Amen? You know what? I'll just tell you. In my one year, okay, maybe I'll just continue. I'm not finished, but what time is it? Oh, it's two hours. I'll just finish this one. It's two hours already. My, my, how time flies. It's two hours. So, okay, I'll wrap it up. What, what was I about to say? I'll just wrap it up, okay? I did not finish tonight, but that's okay. Uh, when I thought I was going to die in 2019, I'll tell you, I only had this on my bed. And when I feel a symptom on my body, the first thing I will do, I'll grab my Bible. Uh, and, you see, look. and you see this one? Yeah. I underline every word of healing that I can meditate on and that I can speak. Uh, speak out of my mouth every time I have pain. And I'll tell you my testimony, that saved me. It saved my life. This saved my life. Amen? And it will save so many people. And it will save our families. It will, it will turn situations around. But we've got 
to meditate. Amen. So this is not for the lazy. It's a boot camp. Okay. You know what training is? It's not for the lazy. It's for the dedicated. It's for those who know, who wants to join in the end time move of God. And you can still, amen, you can still invite your friends. Please, you can still invite your friends. The more people we have, the better it is. And although we've not finished, I just want to say, uh, I have an assignment. Boot camp, remember? Our assignment until Friday. Um, I want you to finish Ephesians 5. Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. The entire book. In one week. All right. Just read it. Don't struggle. Don't analyze so much. <laughs> okay. Don't make an outline. Just meditate. Just allow the Spirit of God to reveal things. Read it. Read, maybe read one chapter a day. Pray over it. Speak in tongues. Amen. You can pray to God. Give it back to the Lord. You know why the book of why the book of Ephesians? Because the book of Ephesians talks about the glorious church. It talks about the glorious church. It talks about the end time church. Okay? What we were meant to be. So, if you're willing to go through this whole 10, okay? This whole series 10 times. This whole series 10, 10 weeks. Every Friday. Amen? I would please ask you to read the book of Ephesians next time. And... Second, this one. Since you're going to meditate, and I'm sure some of you have it already. I don't know if everyone. Have a journal. Have a journal of everything that you're hearing from God every day. That's so important. Okay, have a journal. What he's saying to you. What he's revealing to you. And the passages of scripture that is important to you. You know why you have to write it down? Because you will not remember it. With so many things happening in the world right now, you've got to have something to look back to to help you remember and meditate on for your life. Because those journals are the personal words of God for you. Those are the personal words. And I always say this to my church. God, the Bible, is God speaking to you personally. Okay? God speaking to you personally. So write it down. So if you're going to part, I, uh, you still have a choice. Okay? You still have a choice. There's no condemnation here. <laughs> so you have a choice to go with this boot camp. I'm really very serious with it. I'm going to impart everything I've learned to you. But uh, you also have to make a choice if you want to be part of it. If, uh, if this resonates with you. If this resonates with you and you know it's going to benefit you, 
benefit your family, benefit your church. Please come back again. Amen. Amen. That's the one that speaks in Tagalog. Okay. Now there's a question. Is there a question? I will. How do you unmute everyone? Can you mute yourself if you have a question? Okay. Have you moved? Are there any questions? How do I unmute myself? <laughs> you're already unmuted. You're unmute. Yeah, you're unmuted, Louise. Oh, okay. Hi. Okay. Good to see you all again. <laughs> so who's there up the top? Is that Lee? Uh, nice. Who's that one? Nigel, Louise. Nigel, okay. Is there anyone who has a question? Yeah, can I just um, have a quick see who's your yeah, besides the ones I know, like June and John and that? Again, again, is that Tammy? Yeah. yeah can again. I just have a look? I've seen, I can see Sher Sherwin. And I can see. June and I've seen June and John, but I just don't know the the other people. Oh yeah, if you go now, I will try to find out how I can uh, how you can get the recording. Okay, do you have any any suggestions? Anyway, uh, if you want the prophecies, yes, June. Yes. Just a very practical question. Do we use the same codes each week or are you sending out new codes each week to get into the meetings? No, we're going to have the same, same code. Thank you. Same code. Did, so did everybody same. hear that? So I don't have to keep sending messages out. Same code. Same yes, code. Got that. yes. Thank you. And then before you leave, can you put your email if you want the prophecies? I'll send yes. it through your email. Just Type in your email uh, and your name, okay? And then I can send the prophecies to you on the chat box. There, in the chat box, do you see it on your right? No? No. Are you using cell phone? Oh, phone. Can you slide it? Can you slide it? places depending on what device you're using. So maybe, yeah, so mine's at the bottom. I can see from Larissa to all. Okay, Carol, did you see so I'm, it? I'm looking. Okay. And I'm going over and I'm seeing boxes of paperwork. I see Roseanne, June, and another gentleman. Maybe you can I've just got, tell tell me, Carol. Just tell me. I'll just write I've it got, down. No. Okay. K A Z. K A Z. 43. Yes. C A R O L E. B I no no C for Charlie A R O L E okay at okay. outlook.com all right i got it got it thank you Roseanne. okay well thank you okay lars yes you're using premium on zoom right to say we're past the 40 minute mark yeah i am yeah, so so if you're using that, there's actually an option in the advanced setting. And you can actually do live streaming on Facebook. Oh, maybe you can teach me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um I sorry, I just had one question. Uh, who's who's that? 
Tammy, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, I was just wondering where Angus has the pizza nights. Where, again, please? Where Angus has the pizza night. Oh, but Angus left already. Maybe June knows. Uh, anyone? Nigel? Yeah. You know where Angus... It's, it's, it's intermittent and it's pretty much for the people um, that he's um, reaching out to and ministering okay. to. But yeah, if you, um, Lois has um, Angus's phone number, so just chat to Angus. Okay. okay. So do I have all your email now? That's good. I yeah, see it. My mum's going to send you upstairs now. Am I typing in my Okay. So maybe no, we can now close. Uh, maybe I can ask ask a brave ask a brave soul to close us in prayer. Who's brave enough? How do I get my email in there, somebody? <laughs> so can I ask anyone to pray? Who wants to pray? Close us in prayer. I can pray. Uh, who's that? Joe. Joe one. Joe okay. one. <laughs> oh, Joe. There. Okay, Joe. Can you? Thanks. Okay. Lord, we thank you so much for the way that you are revealing what you are doing at this time and equipping your people, your ecclesia, to consciously partner with you. And to move forward, Lord, and to take the promises that you have um, spoken to us about and in our lives, Lord, that we are truly going to be transformed more and more like you. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Thank you, Lord, that we are the workers. And thank you, Lord, that we are not what we think of ourselves, but we are what you say about us, Lord. And we want to used by you we want to know you but lord we most of all we want to love you and make you known and love others as you love us thank you thank you so much for rosanne and her team for taking out this time to equip us and sharing all the, the treasures and the wisdom and the beautiful intimate insights that you have given her lord i pray for a, a abundant blessing on her god and and I just, I pray, Lord, that we would truly see through your eyes and we'd move in your power, Lord, to transform that everywhere we'd walk like, <clears throat> would be that promised land that we take that, the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Amen.